Hi, I'm Carla Coffey, your coach and fitness influencer of the Over the Next Hill podcast. Welcome to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Coffee Crew Coaching. Today, we are blessed to have Melissa back with us again. Uh, Melissa is a friend of mine. She's also one of my clients, and we're just really good buds. And so today, we are going to be talking about recovery, mostly. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hi, Carla. My favorite topic, recovery. <laughs> Mine too. I like to do I like to do more recovery than working out sometimes. Me too. <laughs> so so this week, um, I actually had you on a recovery week. And I also wanted to bring up how I do post in your workouts a warm-up and a cool down, which really can influence your recovery. Um, so for warm-ups, I have you doing leg swings and air squats. Um, you could also do some walking lunges. Now, when you go to swim class, you probably do a warm-up swim too, don't you? Just to kind of limber up your arms. What I, what I do, I should be. What I do is uh, I get out to the pool grudgingly. <laughs> I, I, I move my arms just a little bit to enough to, to make it look like I'm doing something cool. <laughs> I stick my toe in and then I just, I go, oh, why am I doing this? And I just jump right in and then I go as fast as I can until I can get warmed up. So <laughs> I need some advice today on, on that. Well, yeah. I have gone to swim classes where the coach had you do push-ups on the deck. Wow. I was very okay. surprised by that because <laughs> I get it, but I was, I was shocked by that. And then a lot of people do like arm circles, you know, because okay. you're primarily using your arms, uh, especially as a triathlete. You don't use your legs as much because you have biking and running to do later. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend for your swims to do some kind of arm circles and you know if you're feeling frisky and want to get the push-ups in then by all means but the same thing for the bike you need to do a warm-up mile you know I mean a little bit of pedaling in easy gear you know a little bit of coasting (laughs) a little bit of pedaling you know just to kind of get warmed up and ideally you're going to do a warm-up that mocks the activity you're going to be doing, right? So I also have you doing single leg hops. It's like jump roping, right? But you don't have to have rope and you don't have to trip over the rope, right? You're just jumping. Because running is really just single leg hops. So that's why I have you warm up with single leg hops. I do those as well, just to go, "Mm, what's today going to feel like? And you can feel right away, is this going to be a good run or a bad run? Can't you? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, and it gets you moving, and and if you're running outside, I, I think that your hops are helping me so that I can avoid things or get off the road quick when a car's coming by or something. It gets you ready to do that, not just in the habit of going forward and on a flat road. You get you moving your legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have you making that X or that plus sign. Um, yep. Yeah, kind of yep. gets you going in some different planes there. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, you also could do jumping jacks even before your swim because that would at least get your arms going. You could do some jumping yeah, jacks. That makes sense. Um, but just don't slip and fall on the wet pool deck. You could do just the arms and not the legs. Just the arms. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> and then for cool down, at the, especially at the end of your run or even, you know, the end of your bike, the end of your swim, just slow it all down, right? And walk yeah. home. I typically, especially if I'm coming home up the hill, a lot of times I'll walk up our, because we're on a little bit of a hill, I'll walk that last few houses up to kind of start the recovery process. You don't, And don't just go in and sit, right? You want to. You want to walk around a little bit, let that heart rate come down with your bike. You know, you come flying home and rush right into the garage and then sit down. You want to bring your heart rate down. So the the warm-up and cool-down really do start the recovery process. So you you really... Yes. And I, I think that too, like when, when you get off the bike, like you were saying, you're biking so hard and you're trying to get to the, let's say, a, um, a brick workout and you got to get to your run, you feel it. <laughs> so you'll see like you're, you're starting to run slower in the beginning until you get your running legs yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, a brick workout is when you do two, um, modes of exercise back to back so if she were to go swimming and then change quick and go into biking or running that's a brick when she does a bike and then goes right into the running that's a brick workout um, yep. so speaking to those of you who are at home right now how about getting up and taking a little walk while you're listening get some exercise and you've been sitting for a good 10 minutes already so if you're sitting get up and move around okay um, so let's talk about recovery. So you have your cool down starts your recovery, right? So right after a run, um, we, we want to get into some mobility work right away. Yeah. You know, a little bit of rolling on that foam roller that we love to hate. Uh, yeah. Some stretching, right? Some static stretching. And it, you yeah. don't have to do it forever. You know, five or ten minutes can really make a difference in how you're going to feel for your next workout. So after swim, you might want to, you know, uh, stretch your deltoids, you know, um, do reach behind and stretch your arms to kind of limber those arms back up because they worked hard and you'll feel it. So you want to... Do you recommend rolling before getting in like compression boots or like do the compression boots because... And then, and then do rolling, or is there a certain way that you, you should do? I would probably roll first and then okay. rela- relax yeah. in the compression boots, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, and you also can uh, foam roll and use um, racquetballs and whatever on your arms, just right. up against a wall. I do that a lot. I have a, a little shoulder impingement, and I will roll my shoulders against the wall, put the ball you know, up against the wall and roll. And uh, you can do that with a foam roller, roll up and down your arms. Um, so really make good use of that foam roller on everything. And even after your bike, we don't, biking isn't as, or swimming, as traumatic on your body as running is. Yeah. But okay. you still do need to yes. warm up, cool down, foam roll for all of the things just to start yeah. that recovery process. Okay. Do you recommend, like, um, I know after swimming, sometimes I have arm aches or after biking, I definitely have um, saddle aches. Mm. Do you recommend icy hot or ice or heat or what What kind of mixture do you recommend um, after we, we get to that point where we've stretched out and trying to, to calm our, our muscles down? Well, the the new discovery is that 
icing isn't that great. Okay. Unfortunately, because that's what we've always done, right? And mm -hmm. even right. even for my hundred miler, I went and stood in the ice water to. Yes, that's horrible. It was. I hate cold. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I see these these buckets of ice and just putting your leg in there it just is miserable but i mean i wasn't sure if that was beneficial or not well and so there's those two schools of thought so the one is it yeah. reduces inflammation okay but inflammation is what helps you heal because it helps bring the blood to the muscle so yeah you know it, it's we do it, I think, more for comfort. If it feels good, that's what we do. And that's kind of the same thing with the hot, right? Getting in the hot yes. tub. You do it for soothing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, it's kind of, you know, again, I, I forgot to mention my disclaimer. I am not a doctor, and I don't pretend to be one on a podcast. <laughs> so you, you kind of have to do what's making you feel good, right? Okay. Um, and if it feels good to have it, you know, have cold on it. I wouldn't do ice, but I would do ice water, stick my foot in ice water or something like that um, okay. to kind of relieve the pain. Um, I'm all about a hot tub just because they feel so good. I don't know. If, I honestly don't know if they're good for you, but I, I love them. Um, but yeah, so it, you kind of, you know, you have to do what feels good, but then get actual professional help if it lingers because I can only give you what I've studied. Okay, so there's that. You, you had mentioned to me the other day about something that was painful to me in my first experience, but you often do it. It's it's massages, and you, you do recommend massages and deep massages, right? And and um, I was wondering, is there a type of massage that you always get done? Is it the legs? Is it the back? Is it arms? What, what, do, you, what do you mostly go for when you get a massage? Well, what I really would like is a nice massage with candles and that person. Uh -huh. But the uh, um, ART masseuse that I see, he does chiropractic and he does cupping and needling and, and the active recovery technique massage is not pleasant. It, it, there are no candles. <laughs> the only burning. No dinner. <laughs> no dinner. Oh my goodness. Um, but you know, I've been seeing him for probably at least five years now. Um, maybe, maybe seven since he opened and it's a, it's a very intense focused massage. Um, they've really kept me moving to be honest. You know, um, if I have any injuries come up, I always follow whatever direction they give me. And the other day I, I did come home with little cupping marks on my shoulder yeah. from sh shoveling and on my leg, you know, so they are really good at that. I've had some dry needling done there. They do a, they have a laser treatment. Um, but yeah, mo mostly they focus on my legs, but my, I haven't had an injury knock on wood in a, quite a while because of my own attacking of the foam roller in my recoveries. Yeah. And I'm very diligent um, going there. I have like a standing appointment every two weeks and I just go and they work me over and they do their chiropractic stuff on me. And But lately they've mostly been focusing on my arm and my neck because I'm just old and, you know, <laughs> legs are great. It's the rest of me that's falling apart. <laughs> if you don't, do 
you notice that if you don't go in that, that two week when the time comes up, do you start to feel the aches and pains and that you feel like it, it's about time? No, uh, so. Okay, so we've done the day, we've done the week, the month. So let's yeah. talk about season. So a lot of people will take off the winter, especially those of us that live in the north area where you get all that stinking snow. Um, they'll take that off from running. Okay. And, and they'll bike, um, but it won't be heavy training. They'll, and they'll usually, during that season, do more weightlifting. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking my head. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Carol, who was on one of the previous podcasts, oh, she just would butt heads with me about her weightlifting. She's just like, <laughs> everybody just hate, well, not everybody, but most people just hate the weightlifting. And actually yeah. one of the questions that we have for today from um, off of the um, Facebook page is asking about why runners need to weightlift. So I can't wait to answer that. Um, but it doesn't hurt to take off. I've never taken um, a season off from running only because I really enjoy running. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've taken mm -hmm. time off from biking because that's not my favorite thing to do. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I just, I really enjoy running. I especially like running outdoors. I just need that sunshine. Even if it's a kind of a cloudy day, I just need that sunshine, that fresh air. I just have to get out the door. So yeah. I don't typically take a season off. Right. I, um, but a lot of people will. They'll take three months off in the winter and not run and mm -hmm. only do um, weightlifting. Some will do like snowshoeing or cross-country skiing, or, things for the yeah. car cardio, right? Because you still want to get the right. cardio in, but they won't do that um, pounding of the running. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, you know, to each his own, to whatever makes people feel good. That's, you know, that's what you want to do. But the, so your recovery always starts, though that day after that activity okay okay whether you are a football player you know you're playing high school sports or you know you're doing tennis or now big pickleball is the big thing right people playing mm -hmm. pickleball you still should recover if you're playing you know for a half hour an hour yeah. even yeah. if it's just doing some mobility work right doing some some kind of stretching foam rolling whatever and drinking an ice cold glass of water sprinkle salt in there right so you can get, yeah. get a little bit yeah. of salt in there for all the sweating that you're going to do it, it just it starts there it starts every single day after every single workout and it doesn't have to be long the foam rolling doesn't have to be forever you don't have to doesn't have to be your career half an hour each time five minutes you know stay on the sticky points yeah. you know roll them out just every single day there should be some kind of mobility work and we're friends on Garmin Connect. And typically you'll see, like today I didn't record my recovery work just because I incorporated it while I was um, doing other things in the house, the laundry and whatever, right? Because I, I was trying to get to this call. Um, but it's there. Even if it's just 10 minutes, it's usually, it's always there now. It didn't used to be. Yeah. I, I'm really making a big effort um, with my mobility this year because... I'm simply not getting any younger. <laughs> that's just the facts <laughs> of it all. It's hard to do, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's so hard. So I really need to stay mobile. I need to keep my joints going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this has been, I've learned um, so far. I've learned a lot. 
don't crack open a beer after a long run. That's not going to help me because that's, that's what I like to do <laughs> to, to celebrate my recovery. Right. And that's all good after you do the actual recovery portion. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. yeah, points perspective right there right. <laughs> yeah. get in the hot tub and then yeah, yeah. don't right. deny yourself of those guilty pleasures but definitely get <laughs> get the other stuff in first get that recovery yeah, that's in. True. <laughs> now do you have any other questions otherwise we can go to oh the coach's corner no i think that you covered all of my questions i i had today in recovery and it's it's been very learning experience for me Okay. Well, we're going to start with um, Anne. Anne asked, what are my hours? <laughs> uh, and so that's basically 24 hours a day because it's, exactly. I can do virtual. Um, but then she also asked, what's the best way to start training? I would always suggest to just start with some kind of movement, whether it's walking um, that's the, usually the easiest one is just get out and walk and start small, uh, 15 minutes, right? Once 15 minutes, you can do 15 minutes, five days a week, move it to 20. The goal now, what they're saying is 150 minutes a week. So basically that's 30 minutes, five days a week, right? So if you start with walking and then if you wanted to take it up to running, you could, um, you don't obviously you don't have to but even after those walks I, I would incorporate some mobility like stretching I don't know that you would need foam rolling but you might yeah I don't know you know everybody but um, I would suggest starting with walking and as we age we lose muscle mass starting at about the age of 35 which is wow. yeah yeah, so at 35, you start really um, losing muscle mass. So that's that's one of the reasons I keep encouraging to lift weights, you know, because that's what moves our bones are our muscles, right? And if we want to stay mobile through our 80s, 90s, whatever, for me, 60s, um, we need the muscles. <laughs> so we, we, we really need to um, keep that keep the keep lifting weights uh oh <laughs> i need to live closer yeah. You're gonna beat me. <laughs> all right so let's um we have two questions left um and they're both from you so the one you're asking with the warmer weather uh now with the weather warming up what do you suggest as appropriate layering of clothes so to stay warm but not have too much on. Yes, I ran into this the other day in my run. I got all excited. The sun's out. And then I step outside and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's cold. And I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And I, I went for it. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I should have went back in and dressed a little <laughs> warmer. But I thought I'm in for it. I'm going. And I, and you might have seen my first mile. I didn't stop. And I probably got the fastest mile I've gotten. I was trying to get warmed up. And I, I didn't really warm up. I kind of sweated and got cold. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to do that again. So I need your advice on not to get too excited about that sunshine and, and to slow it down. Yeah. I always check um, my weather app to see what the wind is because that's oh, yeah. huge. All right. So yeah. that's the first thing. 
um, so that if you need a windbreaker layer, right? So mm -hmm. typically what I do is if I can keep my core warm, that's half the battle. So vest, if you don't have, I have a light and a heavy vest, right? So when it was, when we had below zero temps, I wore my heavy vest and it's not there even a go. running vest. It's just a heavy vest, um, okay. but it's windproof and it's warm, but that way your arms aren't, you know, where you can't move your arms, right? So you don't want to put too many layers on that way, but always a vest is always a good investment. Um, and then I wear my uh, windbreaker is like a rain coat windbreaker underneath my warmer jacket okay. that I have. So light layers are the best. And if you're going to do a loop where you can drop it, something back off at home, that works. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but stuff that can zip and then yeah. as the weather even gets warmer, I wear stuff that I can take off and tie around my waist if I'm going further mm -hmm. than the house, you know, around the house. Um, but the rule of thumb is, so for instance, today, I think it was 24 and you want to add, yeah, you want to add 20 degrees to that. So 44. Oh, so you want to oh. kind of dress as if it were 44 degrees because you're going to warm up that much. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. So okay. that being said, that's kind of the same when it's super hot. Oh, right? that's so you don't yeah. wear too many clothes then either right yeah but always take into consideration the wind and if you're okay. going to run into any precipitation right you want to have a way to stay keep your core dry mm -hmm. yeah that's key um but i always will wear gloves and ear coverings uh, usually a hat but sometimes just you know like a headband um, just to keep those things warm too. And you can slip those off. Sometimes I'll just hold on to my gloves after I get warmed up and that's just enough to keep my hands warm, but yep. also let yep. some of the heat out too. And then I unzip and zip. If I'm running into the wind, I zip up the jacket. If I'm running yep. not, then I unzip. So yep. just so you can do those layers. You know, I only okay. wear usually one shirt, but I wear things that can zip and unzip. So I can let okay. air in and out. Does that make sense? Rather than oh, putting on lots yeah. of shirts that I have no re way to get any relief, right? Unless I stop yeah. taking one off. I wear stuff that I can zip and unzip for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions on that? No, that's a good point. Okay. The other thing with in the winter is staying hydrated while we're running. We don't think we sweat that much. But you still need to drink even just water. It doesn't have to be, an, you know, electrolytes or anything. But just carry, I even if I'm doing just a, a short run, I carry just a small little five-ounce bottle in my pocket um, oh. so that I have something if I should get a, a little thirsty, right? And I usually try to drink it by the time I get home. I mean, it's just five ounces usually. I'll yeah. take a couple sips here and there just to keep a little bit hydrated while you're out. And the weather in the winter is very dry, too. So sometimes it's just yeah. enough to wet your mouth. Right. Yeah, so make sure you stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. All right. And your last question is running safety. When running on roads that still have ice and hazards of falling. Funny you should say that because I fell last week. <laughs> I Today I wore my yak tracks. Right, because it was we got about five inches of snow yesterday, um, and most of it's plowed, but it's icy underneath because it rained first. Yeah. So yeah, so it was pretty icy. Um, so I wore my yak tracks today, and they, it's huge. But on the parts that were dry, 
it's click, 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 you know, so they make a lot of noise. And as light as they are, it still will slow you down. So if, you know, if you only have an hour to run, you need to make sure and, you know, why this run only ever takes me an hour. Well, it's probably going to take you a little bit longer, so you're not Uh going to get to go as far, right? Because they slow you down just a little bit. You know, okay. and if okay. if you have a big ego and numbers hurt your head, put your watch in your pocket because you just can't run as fast with these things on, you know, or in the conditions too. So so go on a little bit slower. But last you week, change, huh? You change your stride. You change your stride too, right? Yeah. Because you're probably worried about slipping and sliding, right? right. Yeah. Well, I'm, mine's shortened up quite a bit unless I'm really doing speed work. Then mine's pretty short, short and quick. Okay. I have a, a short, okay. little quick cadence. Um, but last week I ran and everything was basically dry. And so I didn't have my yak tracks on and I went up through, we have a portion near me that has the ice age trail and it's paved and there was some, yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. I, I, I texted the picture to my husband and let him know this is my current status, but I'm fine and I'm going to run home. (laughs) So if I don't make it, send out a search crew. (laughs) Send help. <laughs> help. But yeah, so um, yeah, you have to be careful when the, the weather's changing like it is because we have these melts and freezes, melts yes. and freezes yep. all night. Um, and that black ice just sneaks right up on you. And, yeah. and, and it just wasn't practical that day to wear yak tracks. Right. Um, just because everything was clear, right? right? So you just have to, I usually look out the door and sometimes I ask my friends, is it, you know, because they may be gone out before me because I don't usually get out until... Um, around noon or one o'clock and I usually ask an opinion was is it yak track day you know so that I know if I'm wearing my yaks but yeah so that would be the the bigger thing and if um, you know just with the running safety other than the slipping and falling is watching for cars yeah you know because they may not be able to stop especially if you fall right? Yeah. And they yeah. might have seen you fall. So always, you know, just really be careful with that ice because if the cars can't stop and never, I never assume that they can or that they will, even at a stop sign. Right. I never right. do. I, I just always assume only cause I, last year I did get hit at a car by a car that should have seen me from where I was and they didn't stop at the stop sign. I was in the middle of the road. I clearly had the right way. I was there before they even got to the stop sign. And thankfully, I know how to ride a hood, though. I jumped up on the hood and rode the hood for a second. Oh, you my know, gosh. I landed back on my feet, turned around, and gave them the, the whatever eye. It's an eye, yeah. The eye. <laughs> and took off running again, you know. So that's that's yeah. a, all those jumps I'm having you do, see, you might, those might come in handy. It's practice for real life situations. Practice. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, practice jumping all the way of cars. Oh, my gosh. That's great. No, this is good. I was always wondering, like, what, what do people do? I mean, I'm a treadmill person. It gets cold out, and the temperature's below my age. <laughs> I'm not going outside. As I, I stick to the treadmill, but those people are out there, and they're running, and and it just it makes me nervous because the ice is everywhere. And, you know, I walk into my car, I fall. And so I don't know how you guys can run and do it. Yeah. Yeah. There are some days I wished my treadmill were working. And, and, and usually those days I will bike instead on the trainer. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 When it's real bad, I just, yeah. 
I, I got nothing to prove to anybody. I'm going to bike instead. I just need to get some aerobic work in, right? So, right. yeah. So treadmill is always a good option if you have one available. And for me, I get on the bike and ride on the trainer, which is where I get to have more snacks because it's not running. Yes. <laughs> I get to have my little table with all my snacks and my coffee. And I'm all about that. <laughs> I kind of like, I, that is the one reason I do like the biking on the trainer is because I get, yeah. I get more snacks get and more coffee. Snacks. You don't feel guilty about it because you're biking. Right. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> exactly. Um, earlier, you asked me a question before we got on the podcast about one of your friends. You said that she doesn't take a recovery day? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, I have a friend uh, who does better. She actually is a top-notch triathlete. She does. Um, she participates in, I don't know, the national triathlon that happens. I don't know if it was in Wisconsin or, or whatever. She she doesn't take recovery days, and she actually does really well. I mean, I'm not top. I'm at the back of the pack, and I'm just learning this stuff and, and just trying to make myself better but I feel better when I take more rest days leading up to my race but she she keeps going every day she's doing something and um and it doesn't seem like she and it's not always long stuff but she's always doing a bike or run or swim or um strength so yeah and she's I should note like we talked about she's also um younger than me probably by 10 or more years younger than me so I mean she's probably got the more energy than I do right now, but yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable how two people doing the same sport can have different uh, different paths. Yeah, and that's what made me think of it is when we were talking about age, is that's huge. Yeah. So right. in 10 years, she'll probably be taking those recovery days, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and each person's journey is different. There are a lot of people that do run streaks, and they'll run every, uh, even just a mile, but every day, for like a year, you know, and I, I could do that for walking, right? If that was included in it. Cause there are some days that I'll walk and I won't run. I'll just go for a walk. Um, but yeah, I need, I need my rest day. I need to just have a day where I can just not even have to think about doing anything, you know, because yeah. it's not like I'm doing nothing. There's still vacuuming and floor mopping oh, and laundry yes. and you know, what all yes. that crazy stuff, mowing the lawn and shoveling snow, you know, so it isn't like I'm just yeah. sitting for a full day, but yeah, it, sometimes yeah. that structured activity just needs to not be there. Just even exactly. mentally, you know, for that, just to look at it and go, Oh, I don't have to think about doing anything today. <laughs> just my yeah. normal, normal stuff I'm doing. So yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is enough. Yeah. So in 10 <laughs> years, we'll, we'll, we'll recap on this, this, podcast and see how she's doing <laughs> see, yeah, see if she's right. taking recovery days yet like, oh, I told oh you. my gosh yeah. yeah so any other questions comments concerns about warm-ups cool downs recoveries that you can think of not yet i i think as my training goes on i will come up with some more as i go thinking of things i mean i've i've learned a lot today and i i plan to to try to work on um a thing a little thing at a time yep all we can do yep. work on the small things one time at a one day at a time yep all right well let's uh wrap this up then um thank you so much for being on the show again today melissa thank you for having me yep. absolutely for those of you listening you can look in the show notes and find all the places to follow me on instagram and facebook and of course at coffeecrewcoaching.com and i can be your trainer as well Thank you all for listening and have a great day.